friends, it's us. I am Steph Beagle. And I'm Lauren Abney. And this is Well Behaved. We believe balance is a bit overplayed and way overrated. We've embraced finding our perfect blend of wellness with a twist of tequila. This podcast delivers wellness remixed from face slapping facials to the ABCs of CBD. Living your best life and finding what's right for you is what it's all about. Let's do this. I understand now why. Well, let me let me take a step back. I don't really think wedding planning is that fun. And I thought I would. No, you didn't. I really kind of in my head, it was like, it will be cool to pick out the decor. And like, I think you thought you were going to be really good at it. I Yeah. I mean, I'm not terrible at it, but I don't really love it. So I wanted to start with that. I've been getting that energy from you. Right. Um, and I want I want to take a moment to just like for any brides out there or any brides to be, let's just be real about it, right? Like all of the goddamn details are just not that fun, right? And I decided to do it in a very short period of time. Mm-hmm. I'm really excited to marry my dude. But outside of that, I'm I'm just excited to like walk down the aisle and then just like have the best weekend. But a lot of people have been asking me, like, what are you doing to like be cuter, or be prettier, like all those things? And it's a great question. But like, we're in this together because <laughs> you're my bestie. So I'm going to try to be a little bit more open about sharing skincare, um, healthy mm-hmm. resets, things of that nature. Obviously, we love chroma, things like that. But like, I think you have things to share for our people, too. That's a good point. I can also do some sharing. Yep. I would say... Until your wedding, I'm just trying to stay healthy Mm -hmm. because I'm on the road a lot. And so maybe I can also do some travel hacks. Um, Leading up to, man. I know. It's a lot. It's a lot. So I just, I needed- There's purchases. Yep. There's services. Mm -hmm. There's treatments. Mm -hmm. There's- Making everyone in the world happy. Okay. That's on your side. (laughs) I'm just thinking about me. Okay. Me too. Um, But definitely a lot of- uh, Infrared sauna. And then right before I already, I think I already have an appointment booked, lymphatic drainage massage. Duh. That's like a no brainer. That's a get snatched. I think I'm also, I, there's the lymphatic, there's a lymphatic and there's also like the shaping massages. I'm definitely going to do a couple of those. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah. So I just, I want to, I want to make sure that we spend some time. I'll try to be really positive sharing our prep because it's similar to our everyday life, but it's like one step up, maybe 12 notches up. There's, these pictures are going to last forever. Oh, God, stop it. Now I'm like, now I have anxiety. Okay, something that didn't well, give me yes, anxiety. Let's talk about something yeah, that something doesn't, give, doesn't give me anxiety. This week we had Tracy Holland on and I met her many moons ago, many months ago. And it was funny, like right away, I was actually on a business call with her and I was like, can we have our own call after? Because I love your energy. I want to hear your story. You're a badass. She does it all. She has her own powerhouse podcast where she talks to all of these other badass women, right? And she has built an empire, incubators in the beauty space. So we don't always bring on, I mean, we try to bring on a lot of amazing humans, but you would think we're bringing her on to talk business and we're not. Mm. We're, we're, we're bringing her on. And what you'll learn is that just like listening to someone who's such a high functioning adult and understanding how she connects with self, how she takes time to pause, how life isn't always easy. How do you find those moments to make you know, sure that you are connecting to wellness and connecting to your best self. So the other funny thing is the moment I talked to her, I fell in love with her, but I knew you would love her because a lot of the practices that she connects to and her mindset. So did you love her as much as I thought you would? I mean, she's so dope. Right? You called me right away and you were like, mm, we have to have her on. Totally. And Girl crush. You, you more importantly were like, uh, she talked about heart coherence. I'm like, Joe Dispenza. 
who is my dude. And so uh, there was no doubt a connection with her because connecting with self in a way that truly like inner nature, true self, lack of ego, all of these things that I think when you are working in alignment, all parts of your life work better. Your business works better. Your relationships work better. Your intimate relationship works better. Your relationship with yourself works better. And she's an example that everything is not perfect, but she is working. And I love that. Totally. And I think the last, I I just love that she's always working on herself, right? Like you, I look at her and I'm like, you've accomplished so much, but she's like, but there's, there's even more work from me to do on myself. So like, I love that she's always thinking about how she can fine tune. So I think it doesn't matter who you are and where you are or what you do. I think you'll get something really special from this. Inspo. Enjoy. Friends, we have the magical Tracy Holland here today. I met Tracy, I don't even, I'm so bad with time, a month or two ago. And right away, I was like, you are amazing. I need more of you and let's bring you on well-behaved. So here we are. Sometimes you just got to manifest shit, right? She is a, she's a lot of things. She's a great human to start with, but she's a founder, investor, executive chairman, entrepreneur who is the authority, this is my dream, on beauty and wellness with a global track record of incubating and launching brands. Hashtag goals. Goals. Tracy co-founded Hatch Beauty, a brand incubator in 2009, and has since led highly successful development strategies and launches for popular brands, including but not limited to Nature Well by Jewel, Nuance by Salma Hayek, Bliss Color, Found Active, so many brands that people love and want more of and have been around. And so that is amazing. And we can't wait to hear about that. I love that you have like a ton of awards, but you've had amazing honors. 2019 Fashion and Beauty Award for Beauty Service Provider of the Year, EY Entrepreneur of the Year. And I think this is so badass. The election to the Committee of 200, which is an organization of the most successful women business leaders globally. I'm not oh, going to do hot I damn. I'm not going to do hashtag goals again, <laughs> but like I'm people know what we're talking about. But I'm personally inspired by all you do and your journey and how you got to where you are. And I think and the fact that you've done all this is amazing, but in some ways you're just getting started. And I know we've talked about that or you're just, it's you have so many vignettes. So we're wildly excited to have you here. Thank you for being here. Thank you. And how did, I mean, is that not like that intro is just incredible because that's like, she's the most badass human ever. Yeah, I mean, she's a business boss, but I want to talk to her about mindset. Yeah, of course you do. Of course you do. So Trace, there's so much we can dig into um, and your journey has been nothing short of amazing, but we want to hear how you got started which is, I'm sure, a short or a long story, wherever you want it to go. Well, I think if, if the question is, how do you get started as an entrepreneur? I think most entrepreneurs will say they remember being an entrepreneur when they're in sixth grade, seventh grade, eighth grade. Like I had a pie business. I had a dog walking business. I had a, right? Mm-hmm. Every entrepreneur that I know talks about the fact that they had a drive to create and build something right away as a young person. So it just so happens that when I was through my undergrad and going into grad school, I met a woman who was a forensic chemist at the Department of Justice. So dug up dead bodies by day and looked at blood spatters and we were doing nail polish stuff. And she's like, God, this stuff smells terrible. She went into the lab. She was, she was a formal chemist by 
by training, right? Started working with the formulation of nail polish, trying to figure out how to reduce the scent so that it didn't smell as bad as it as it does when we put it on. And through all of her iterations, she was able to kind of mask the scent with food grade flavors and fragrances that then encapsulated into a specialized base that she developed and formulated and created the first scented nail polish. And it's literally because of those things that happened, I was like, gosh, I wonder what it means to get a patent. I took out student loans from Columbia at the time I was getting my master's. I filed for patent protection on her intellectual property. We started our first business. I found a vendor who would support us. I started selling to JCPenney and Spencer's Gifts and developing a market for a, for a product that at the time people were like, wait, what is this? And, and, and it worked. So that was my first opportunity to actually make money in a meaningful and substantial way by selling JCPenney and these large retailers and then understanding the mechanics of coming up with a really good idea that had a consumer opportunity, the marketplace was ready, and then how to pitch it, sell it, and then ship it and collect the cash and then reinvest it for more inventory. That was like, hey, okay, I get this. This is kind of cool. Like, it's a lot, it's a lot, a lot of money and a lot of learning at the same time quickly. But if you already have the entrepreneurial bug from like that first pie business or your first lemonade stand or whatever it is, as, as foreign as the process is lear- to learn, it's actually quite intrinsically um, intuitive mm. to build something because it's literally you wake up and you're, you're, you have one day to the next to kind of survive and build. And I, I literally say every entrepreneur who's still in the building of their business is three decisions away from bankruptcy or three decisions away from selling their company for multi-millions of dollars. Mm, And it's literally that simple. So when you hear of, you know, how did these companies get to this particular size and then fail, it's not hard to kind of backtrack these three key decisions that were made that would have impacted the decision for that business to ultimately fail versus Mm -hmm. How did that business sell for hundreds of millions of dollars? Right. It's like, that, that's it. Okay. Well, first of all, when we talked about blood spatters, I had no idea which direction we were going, but actually this netted out perfectly. And um, I just want to think about how do you know as an entrepreneur or for, with somebody that hasn't done something before, even if you're working within a corporate job, like how do you know that you're headed towards the three decisions towards growth and success versus the three decisions? Like, is it gut? Are you listening to um, leaders? Like, how do you decide and how do you know that you're headed in the right way? Well, I mean, I think from the business perspective, really you have, you have to watch cash, you have to watch inventory and you have to take care of your customers. Mm -hmm. So those three things are the most important three things that will determine whether you get to wake up tomorrow and go do that same thing again, or if you have to go get a job. (laughs) For sure. Right? So at the end of the day, I'm talking about a consumer products business that's inventory 
base, not as not a service business. Maybe mm-hmm. in the service business, you have a couple of different metrics, but certainly in the consumer products business, that's the key. And if you look at someone like Oatly or Capri Sun right now, who's dealing with multi-million dollar recalls, my heart sinks when I hear that because you have these incredible businesses, great consumer brands, they probably did everything right. And then something didn't go right, right, right mm-hmm. in the product situation. And now they're in a FDA, you know, sizable in, and life impacting recall. And it's those, that's what I'm saying when I say literally a business is three decisions away from mm-hmm. ultimately being a huge success or, or going out of business. And, you know, it's like you have to be hyper, hyper vigilant every single day. So there's no foolproof of impact or effect of how do you prevent one versus the other. But I think most importantly, it's having a network of really smart, really careful, thoughtful, strategic, hypervigilant advisors. Sure. Love that. Yeah. And women, as women, like, I just didn't find that network until I got into my 40s. I wish I had been more aware and cognizant that not only are there women who have been there, done that, who will step in and help guide, but also this idea that we're supposed to be these machines that work, you know, 15 to 20 hours a day and be a wife or a partner and somehow raise children and find time for ourselves. Like something doesn't work in that math. And so having women around me who finally shed some light on the approach that I was taking, which was to burn so white hot that it actually pushed me into a place of like really not wanting to do it anymore. Yeah. So all those things you mentioned that you say all these awards are these successes. I consider that 10% of the story because I don't want women, especially to get the impression that it's all easy or that, there aren't personal sacrifices along the way that have to be considered and made and that there's no there there. Right. Once you get those successes, there are other things that are actually much more meaningful. For sure. Yeah. I think something that I was so inspired by is the empowered wisdom, especially in the community you're building for women. Cause I think, I mean, we feel that on every level, even more building businesses, big, small, or just shared experiences and and knowing that you're not alone or knowing that there are other people who've done it before you that you can ask questions to. I'm someone who doesn't love to ask for help. And you learn quickly that like to get to where you're going, like everyone's asking for help, right? Mm-hmm. But I think when I spoke to you and you talked about that kind of empowerment of shared wisdom and all of those things, you had told me a story that was a pivotal moment for you. And if you're okay mm-hmm. sharing that with friends, I think what was so mind boggling to me was it was at a time that you seemingly had it all and you had a life altering moment that that really shifted everything for you. And I think kind of what you said, I can read off all of your awards and I and I can still sit here and say you have accomplished so much and you have even more to accomplish. But taking note and being present during those pivotal moments is essential for everyone. So if you wouldn't mind sharing that story, I think it's really important sure, for people to yeah. hear. Yeah, I think um you know, what happens, I think, with women, especially, and I find this as I have conversations at certain thresholds and levels of success, especially when they're being acknowledged publicly and receiving awards, it becomes actually more isolating and more scary to talk about when it's not working 
or what is not working because there is the pressure from the outside of everyone thinking it's it's doing great, right? It's that it's that idea of the Instagram life. Um, so for me in 2018, after I had you know one entrepreneur of the year in 2017, I then went to the nationals. I came in fourth nationally uh, for my category and you know, our business is at the very top of its revenue threshold. I had been a couple of years out of an unhappy marriage, had gotten a divorce and was gratefully kind of single and transitioned, you know, into a single status, but also raising three young, beautiful, incredible kids and trying to think through, you know, how to be there and be present. At the same time, I was really ready to get a business divorce from my business partner at that time, which was also a tremendous amount of pressure on me and also my my staff, 100 employees. It's like we didn't have any mechanism for who stays, who goes, which kicked off a lot of um, a strife in my personal relationship with my, my uh, business partner at the time. And it just all felt so heavy. And I thought, gosh, who do I talk to? And this idea of going in and talking to even a therapist, I got the impression even from a therapist looking at me saying, oh, woe is you, you know, (laughs) you have a hundred million dollar company and you have a beautiful life and all of these things. And I never really felt like I could be as candid with how, how, how much of a struggle and how much pressure it all was. And I just remember on the way to Starbucks, I got out of the car and I looked up the street and I saw an oncoming truck running about 50 miles an hour coming down, you know, Pico, a delivery truck. And I thought to myself, gosh, I wonder what would happen if I stepped three steps out, everyone would think it was an accident. You know, there's this moment in which I didn't have any other way of thinking about how to how to get out of the treadmill and the hamster wheel and this idea of stopping everything for a few minutes to just take a minute for myself and to realign and to find out what are my priorities, what calls me, um, what brings me passion and joy, where do I want to see the next 30 to 40 years of my life? And sometimes it just feels like there's so much that we have to carry. It's like, how do you set one thing down in order to take care of the other things? It just really felt like it was all going to crumble. And this idea of like starting to fantasize about vanishing out of my own life, I thought to myself, I don't, I don't, I don't have any history of like, that, that type of thing, mm-hmm. thankfully, in my family or in my personal life. So the idea that that even crossed my mind was a moment in which I went into the Starbucks and instead of getting my drink, I had to go in the bathroom and just sit down and like really take a moment and sob and cry and just say, what is going on that I can't feel like I can bring people into this experience with me to share where I need some support and help? And this idea that I have to hold up these ideals of who I've become to them in the world means that somehow there's not enough space in the world for me yes. to be me. Um, and it was from that decision that day, walking out of that Starbucks, that I said to myself, I'm going to 
make a commitment to myself to do whatever it's going to take to pull apart this persona and these these ideals of myself and become the person who I am actually here to become, no matter what it's going to cost or take for me to get there. And that was such a such an important day because I hindsight who I am today from that woman. And I got what I would have give to go sit down in the car with her for an hour and have a chat because so much of what those beliefs were that I was carrying were not true. Mm. Right. And um, probably just wanted to hug her. Oh, and say, girl, listen, like, first of all, I mean, the truth is for all of us, each of us, you know, what happens is you spend three years doing something, five years, seven years, 10 years, all of a sudden it becomes who you are. And that's who you are. That's what you do. But that that doesn't have to be the case. And in fact, I would really encourage each of you as human beings to think about like, here's who I am professionally, but here's who I am in all these other areas of interest and keep a journal or something specific where you capture it so that you make sure to make time to do those other mm-hmm. things because you don't know where that's going to lead. Mm-hmm. And it's so important, like, to, to, I think, take a moment to just always reassess. Am I showing up? Am I happy? Do I love this? Am I doing it because I feel the pressure and I have to? I honor that. And uh, I, I feel a little bit of personal similarities in that a couple of years ago, I got a divorce. And with that, I had to be vulnerable call in my chips, like change my persona of this person that felt like that was strong and jovial and like had it all together and like likely this good, comfortable life. And I didn't even know that it was within me to be soft and request help and support from beautiful people like this. And there's so much introspection that that took because you have to like not just push through life of like next thing, having plans, moving forward, doing work, getting into work, obsessing with work, like <laughs> finding activities. Like uh, you really are required to stop and investigate and go deep and like, what are my life's mission and values and what is important to me? Who do I want to be? And so, you know, plenty of practices go into that, but I'd love to hear how you started to dig in. Like what helped you there? After you left Starbucks, what did you do? Yeah, you know, I think today I understand that at all times, as simple as this sounds, we're coming from a place of either fear and lack, or we're coming from a place of love and abundance. And that's, it's as simple as that. So when I look back at who I was the day I walked into that Starbucks, I was so depleted emotionally, mentally, through work, through, you know, the infighting with my, my partner, my business partner at the time, that I, it's like fear can be paralyzing, right? It can actually cause us to be physically sick. And 
Joe Dispenza talks about, you know, our repetitive thoughts then turn into feeling and that re- that feeling then turns into more repetitive thoughts. And it's a cycle, but this is where hormones come in. This is where cortisol comes in. This is where the hypothalamus is on overdrive. This is where our thyroid women are getting Hashimoto's, right? From burning so white hot, we use so much of our energy that it kicks our adrenals up. So when you start to think about our body is this master machine. And if you're a kid who grew up in a household that was scary and you were fear-based in your home, and you learned how to live and survive on a daily basis in a place of being afraid, or you went to school and you were bullied and you woke up every day dreading school because you knew you were going to be made fun of. All of this ties back to those same responses in our body, in our gut, in our adrenals, in our thyroid. And so when you're trained year over year for decades to live in that fear response, you all of a sudden don't even understand what it means to to be in a place of abundance or in a place of peace and joy and letting go of the rope. So first it's like, how do you deconstruct decades of habitual, you know, habit forming fear-based reactions? Mm -hmm. And for me, it was just learning. It's like, I love breadcrumbs. So when I find something, I follow the breadcrumbs and I'm like, where is this leading me? (laughs) And it was, it was, you know, I would say I hired a coach. I was super lucky. I found a coach who was a, a executive coach for high performing people, but she happens to come from a spiritual perspective. Love. Very, very spiritually driven, but that's not how she necessarily speaks about herself up front. She's very practical. She's served two years in the Israeli army. I love her because she's tough. She eats nails for breakfast but she's a soft and honey, like on the inside. Mm -hmm. And I needed that, you know, Mm -hmm. I needed somebody who could help me hold a mirror up and help me understand that everything that is experiencing in my life can be changed by a changing how I think and what beliefs I carry. It was like, what an aha. Mm. So I think, Again, going back to what we said a few minutes ago, the biggest thing that will help and save your business is an advisor or advisory group who will guide you. I would say the same thing's true for you professionally is true for you personally. Mm-hmm. For sure. Find someone, hold up a mirror, and ask the, questions. The whole the whole network and connection that happens. And, you know, you have all these people that you've collected in your life and some of them will show up that you met a couple of month, months ago and be crazy important to you. And some of them will be lifelong friends that have a, a view of you that nobody else can see. And so I see that both professionally and personally. I got to talk about Joe Dispenza because I really, I love him. <laughs> and uh, I was really hoping to get into his seminar that was happening in London. I was on the wait list and I think it actually started like a couple of days ago. So yeah, clearly I, I didn't make thought, it in. Yeah, I, I, you're gonna do that. I was like, if the universe wants me to be there, I'll get off the wait list. Um, I didn't get off the wait list. But you know what, babe? There's always next year or the year after. There are plenty that are yeah. domestic and I'm that I would likely, but I want to talk about, so 
have you just let's get into Joe. Like, have you done his conferences? Do you really follow those practices? And then what did that teach you about yourself? Yeah, I think so. What's so interesting is Joe's Dispenza's work is 5,000 years old. So if you look at Buddha or if you look at Paramahansa Yogananda and what he talks about in terms of meditation and mindfulness and create breath, it's it's literally 5,000 years of, of information that's just been put into a place that, as I love Joe um, Dispenza's work, makes it more approachable for people like myself who like practical application and they love a little science to make mm. sure that we understand what we're doing. Here, you are right? me. <laughs> I love science. I am, yeah, she is, that's all. I love about. science. Beegs is just about the feels and I'm about the why. Yeah. How? Yeah, I want to yeah. understand. Me too. Right. So I'm doing his week long intensive in Dallas the first week of October. Mm. If you're interested in joining, it's a seven day. Mm. Um, and there is a wait list, but I can help you with that. Yeah. Oh, I've always been looking for a connect. <laughs> yeah, you have a connect um, very much. So I think um, I'm, I, he is one of those people that I follow uh, his technique because I think what I'm really most interested in in the Joe Dispenza week is the heal team six, right? The healing powers of our bodies. And it's actually, he's got 35,000 cases. He's attributed it to, I think UCSD or one of the many multiple different universities, but they, you know, have now people who come in with stage four carcin, you know, carcinomas and cancers, they have to be pre-approved, all their HIPAA records released. They go into the study. Um, their doctors provide information to them. And then they come in for a week and we do this these healing sessions. And then the, the week after are completely... Now, this isn't always, right? right? Because they have to do their own work. And it's it's part of... It's not someone doing it to you. It's, it's you doing it for you. Um, but there's so many examples of how our body can heal itself and how we can accelerate healing and transform transformation. Again, documented, scientific, medically backed, provable. I love that because yeah, I love seeing sure. where we were and where we're going. Right. And just as a note, anyone that can't go to Dallas can read Supernatural, which is Joe Dispenza's book. And there is, it's just case study after case study. It's, he starts by telling the like horror story of a human's life and then literally how they healed themselves through the practice. And the practice is typically meditations where you are making what you want in the future. You're creating that as your own reality. So by mm -hmm. your body doesn't really know the difference between a memory and a like future progression. So mm -hmm. if you cheat, keep telling yourself, I'm in this place I want to be in the future, you can build that for yourself. Right. Is that the right, right way to talk to it? A thousand percent. Thank and you. Adding the feeling to it, right? The feeling as if it's in play in the moment and that you already have it and it's already complete. Like the joy that comes with 
the circumstance or the the event taking place and it's actually true of anything not just healing ourselves right it's it's of anything we think about and if if you have any question or doubt about it ask yourself in the last week when you thought oh you know i want sushi and then two days later you're at the sushi restaurant with some friends of yours like it was not just happenstance like it, there are sequences mm-hmm. of conscious or subconscious conversations or movements that take place once you think a thought that you put into action which i think is so empowering for any of us who feel like gosh this is happening to me right rather than changing your perspective on it and saying i have a choice mm-hmm. i get to show up and decide how i'm going to deal with this so you talked about when we talked about tools, right? Like what was so important to you after your experience was sitting still and getting in your body. You found an advisor, you found a coach, right? But you also talk a lot about the practice of heart coherence and like learning mm-hmm. coherence and how that practice has made you not only obviously get through that that old self and get disconnected from her, but it's made you a better leader, more productive. Can you share with our friends a little bit around that practice? You know, a lot of people I think know about meditation and they know about, but coherence, like I don't think people talk as much about that. And I'd love for yeah. you to share what what that is and, and what and that's done for weirdly, you. Weirdly, Joe Dispenza uses this. He does, he, heart math, you can take a look at it online. It's, mm-hmm. a, um, it's a nonprofit. They teach the coherence technique. Mm. But again, 5,000-year-old practice, right, that they've made um, something that we can now take a look at today. The meditation word, I think, for some people brings up this feeling of, well, I'm Catholic or I'm Jewish or I'm XYZ religion and, you know, that's not how we do it. We do it this way. This is why I love coherence work is it takes the M word out of the conversation. So we don't have to trigger a conversation around meditation because for some people that comes up like a very resistant thought. I also love hearing when people say, oh, I don't know how to meditate. Mm-hmm. It's um, I'm not good at it. Mm-hmm. I like, you know, <laughs> I'm not good at it. I say it all I'm the not- time. Yeah. So the thing about coherence technique And the thing about meditation and all of these practices is that we're trying to pull our frequency of our heart and our cognition and our brain and put them together on the same frequency because that's where our intuition and our superpowers lie in all things. And in walking into a room, going on a first date, having a difficult conversation with a loved one, calling someone that's triggering memories that make you feel upset or angst. If you're driving down the street and you're talking to yourself about someone who is bothering you or something that has bothered you and you're ruminating, this technique will completely dissipate that. And so I I highly recommend it because it brings you into the current place where you can actually change your thinking to make a different outcome for a result you want to have happen. So you just simply imagine your heart space where your where your heart is in your torso or your chest cavity and you imagine that opening up like cracking open and you imagine all the breath that you're taking comes in through that heart space and out through that heart space in a count of five so you just count up five in and out five out in five in out five out and every time your thoughts start to move you just move it right back to that heart space 
and you start to feel the heartbeat, you can feel your heart pulse in your palms, in your feet, in your legs. You can start hearing it in your in your head and surrounding area. And the more you focus on that, the more you're bringing your brain and your heart into coherence. And then I always imagine kind of a bright white light coming out through my heart space, pouring into the room, pouring into the street, pouring over the people I love. And that just brings you into coherence. And it's something you can monitor and measure, but it is truly like where all your downloads will come, all your intuition, all that, you know, when you're starting to fall asleep at night and you think, oh, I forgot to call that person or this person needs to hear from me or, you know, Mm -hmm. that's where all this magic stuff comes in. It's really cool. So So cool. Like very buzzy. I love it. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> she's like you're like literally your smile is so big she's I know like, Get it. I love heart it. coherence all day all night a hundred percent but I, yeah. I love it as a tangible skill that a listener could do and whether you want it I'm sure you could find a guide version on YouTube but it is about slowing the fuck down being in your body mm-hmm. and just feeling, listening, listening and feeling yeah. I love it yeah it doesn't have to you know I think I, and I'm guilty, guilty as charged in terms of meditation. I'm not good at it. I don't, I, I can't figure it out. And, you know, we always talk about like, I, I was always taught meditation, like let your thoughts float on a lily pad or a cloud. And I like get mad at myself sitting in the meditation being like, the lily pad isn't moving. You know, like I have so many, like, it's hard for me, but like, you got to figure out what works for you. Right. And there's different types of practices and there's different ways to call in the same ability to slow down, sit still and get in your body. And you're right. It isn't like being good or bad at it, but I still yeah. often, that's often my narrative. You're good at pretty much everything you do. Love you. That's really, you know what? That's, that was just like a tee up, you know, lay up for you to say that to me. I, <laughs> I just want to, <laughs> whatever you want to create. Yeah. 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 <laughs> I'd like, don't you want to just like, we could talk about so many more millions of things, but well, yeah, I'd love to know, are, are there any other practices that are non-negotiables for you, like um, ways that you stay centered or way that you support yourself or ways that you support women in your own network and community? Yeah, I think I think study is key. The thing that's going to change the way you think is by reading other people's thoughts about something that's important to you. And so whether it's two minutes a day, 10 minutes, 20 minutes, I love to try and carve out a 20 to 30 minute a day in the morning, Mm -hmm. reading someone's work that I admire. Um, And so that's been a two and a half or three year part of my practice on a daily basis. What are you reading right now? um, I'm reading Joe Dispenza's um, How to Change your life or change your thoughts. I can't remember what to change your life. Um, yeah. uh, breaking the habit of being yourself. Cool. <laughs> um, so that's, that's been great, but I love, like I have a long list of books and I'm now in a book club with some other high performing folks. We do an hour a week called chapter one. I love, you know, having conversations with other people who are on this similar journey and learning to figure out a place to be in the space of our most creative selves and also in a place of bliss, knowing that we're high performing and type A. So that's super fun. But um, I would say that practice of study of 
of heart coherence. And then I think exercise is so key for uh, women and for feeling good. It's like, even if it's 15 minutes a day or hopping on the Peloton or something, um, you know, I think there's a reason Tony Robbins gets on a trampoline and jumps for 15 minutes before he gets on stage for six hours. It's like, there's something about moving our bodies and keeping our body and our brain mm-hmm. moving in, in sequence sure. that keeps us optimal. Well, Beegs is soon to be mother-in-law is uh, <laughs> I won't, I won't age out her, but she looks fantastic. And I asked her what her uh, secrets were. And she said, Movement and moisturization. Yeah, move, move. She said, "Move and moisture," and you just you're like, <laughs> "Yes, <laughs> that is it." I think it's so um, true. It's so true, right? Well, I think you know. I I love that you can show that you can commit to self and also commit to others. I think you do that so well. And one of I want to I want to call this out because I found this out later after meeting you. But you know, the entrepreneurial journey, life itself, there's highs, lows, and everything in between. Um, but you have a podcast called Potential to Powerhouse. And I want our friends to know about that. And I would just love for you to share what the mission or what, you know, what your what your goal is in terms of that podcast and what you try to to bring in for for friends so they can listen. Yeah. You know, it's been a such a privilege for me to be able to it was really a passion. I, I always wanted to understand once I had that moment that what I call Pico Boulevard Starbucks combo moment (laughs) (laughs) as I was sitting in there thinking in this dingy, horrible bathroom at Starbucks on that one in particular, do not. I was going to say, I actually Um, like, I just picture Pico Starbucks and I'm like, I can, I know where you were at and I know what that that felt like. (laughs) It wasn't great. Um, And I just wondered as I sat there, I thought to myself, gosh, I wonder who in my network, I could reach out to and talk to like this, that would really get it. And then I started being more curious about that. And I would have one-off conversations with some of the most successful women that I've ever met or had the privilege of knowing. And each of them had their own Pico Boulevard moment. And I thought, "Hmm, I wonder, I wonder if they would talk to each other as openly as they would talk to me. And if that, if that could actually bring a unite us in a way that would actually take all of the other burden of carrying these expectations around off of us, where we could just be vulnerable, transparent, and show up as ourselves, knowing we have these great CVs, but like, that's the last thing we're going to talk about. Cause it's actually the thing that's does that's, that gets us in the room, but does that is not who we are. That's Mm. a portion of who we are. And so the podcast was this idea that I just figured if I could be open and transparent and vulnerable and come at the conversation first, does that leave space and hold space for other women like me far more successful than I am um, to have that same dialogue and conversation. Mm. And so it was really an experiment around whether or not that that was an interesting topic to other women like myself. And and the I answer mean, is I'm, hell yes. <laughs> I mean, I have goose, goose skin right now thinking about it because, you know, we're 60 podcast episodes in 
we have season three that we're working uh, to book all of our, the rest of our season three conversations. And I just, each season I get blown away by the candor and the transparency and this and the superstardom of the women that I have the privilege of getting to know and meet and their own personal journey. And so what it's ended up turning into, which I'm excited to, you know, share more is we not only have our founder founding member of powerhouse women who are in a very exclusive network and club and group of members that are uniquely theirs. And that's for those who have been on the podcast, but then up and coming and what we'll launch and announce that we're doing in collaboration with another very significant women run, you know, women founder led uh, community is we'll be launching our uh, powerhouse kind of membership for those who are women who are up and coming in their businesses on their own entrepreneurial journey. And they have to be a president, a CEO, a chairman, an executive chairman, a general manager, or a managing partner of their business practice or firm. But they are all up and coming in different ways. And they join with a confidentiality agreement that says no one, nothing, never. And we talk about what it means to be part of the community, but they're showing up to learn from those who are in the founding member powerhouse member group, but they're also uh, having a community and an opportunity to get to know and spend time with one another. And then we'll do four events a year. We have a dinner series we'll be launching. And so good. So I'm really excited. I mean, yeah, that is magic. We talk about all the time, like, you know, like there's so many networking groups and like, but just, just sharing stories and being vulnerable and actually just showing up as humans and learning from each other, getting inspired by each other. We had Lori Harder on, I don't know if you're familiar with her. And she always talked about, you know, surround yourself with people who believe you can do anything. And it's, it's true. It's like, you know, we, we keep, I always make the joke. I don't have any space for any new friends. Like I can't, you know, no new friends, but then I keep surrounding myself with more and more humans who, who have that energy of wanting to build and do. And, you know, it's not just about that, but that's a, a, on a human level too, not just professionally yeah. is personally, like knowing that we all want to elevate and being with people who believe you can do anything as a human. And that, and I believe, you know, the shine there, we, we believe in all of that. And I think, well, you're calling it in. Yeah, we call it in. So thank you. Honestly, I know it's it can so sound cool. cheesy, but Thank you for all that you do and your magic and oh, I'm wildly inspired. Yeah, she- <laughs> oh, <laughs> we're gonna just we're gonna just sit here and take five breaths in and but um, honestly, it's it's really people like you. I think make space for a lot of other people to step in and be inspired and just like live in their truth and connect to self. And that is like we are all here for that. So we appreciate sure. you. Thank you so much. I appreciate you guys too. And friends, go listen to her amazing podcast and 60 up. I mean, there's there's a lot of catching up to Ooh, do. I can't those. wait to see yeah, who exactly. the guests are. If you haven't heard our podcast yet, you have 60 episodes. Go for it. Got to go. Yeah. <laughs> we thank you so much. And we can't we can't wait to spend time with you soon. Oh, I'd love it. Come Please. to L.A. and let's play. Oh, that's our favorite place in the world. Here we come. <laughs> friends, this has been fun. Thanks for spending some quality time with us. If you need more of us in your life, we totally get it. Follow us on Instagram at Podcast. 
Also, we aren't selfish. Tell us what you need and want to learn more about by sending us a note at wellbehavedpodcast at gmail.com or slide into our DMs. We prefer that anyway. Until next time, stay well and somewhat behaved.